Welcome to the Happiness Podcast, brought to you by me, Mark Price, and my platform, Engaging Works, designed to help you be happier at work. Having been the boss of Waitrose for many years and working within the John Lewis Partnership, I became interested in the way that we work. How being happy at work can not only transform an individual's life, but how it can also transform an organisation. So my mission is to get the world a little bit happier at work. In doing so, I've created a happiness survey which measures and then compares to others how happy you are at work. It's free to take and you can find out about it at engaging.works. In the Happiness Podcast, I'll be speaking with people from all walks of life about how they work and their happiness at work. From people who have had career changes to entrepreneurs who have forged their own career paths. It's all about happiness and how we recognise this happiness at work and all get a little bit happier. I'm delighted today to be talking to Nahala Summers, uh, who's had a most incredible journey from a corporate life uh, to now fully focused uh, on a charity. Uh, Nahala, you're, you're very, very welcome. Uh, would you just like to start by saying a little about your story, so a little about your corporate life and then your journey to form the amazing charity that you've started? Yeah, so I worked 14 years in facilities management in the corporate world, so looking after buildings. Uh, my life changed dramatically when my partner passed away on a charity cycle ride. And I continued working in that corporate world. Um, but I, in the meantime, I also had set up Sunshine People. And Sunshine People is all about raising more kindness in the world. So I do that by every year doing a crazy challenge, which last year was 3,000 miles across America cycling and, um, and buying the bike six weeks before. I hadn't really cycled before that. And this year I've walked 500 miles um, from Swanage to Gretna Green. So it starts to raise awareness. Um, I've gone in and visited schools and do kindness workshops and talks. And um, yeah, Sunshine People is about changing the social media content that we put to start having a conversation about kindness and getting some good algorithms. So when people like Sunshine People, that's the stuff that they start to see rather than negativity. So there's lots of kind of arms of positivity from Sunshine People. So it's quite a dramatic change from facilities management, looking after buildings, to you know um, a very altruistic lifestyle. That I full time. Live. I'm assuming you this takes up your total yeah, time. Yeah, I retrain to do transformative coaching as well. Um, but I'm currently in the process of writing a book about culture of kindness that links with how do we change that corporate world into a kinder corporate world that sees better results and sees less stress and upset within the workplace that we so often see. So, and, and kindness has that. And, and did you see the chance to do that before your partner passed away? Or was it that that made you stop and think and reflect about what you wanted to do? It was absolutely that change. Um, after my partner passed away, everything changed so dramatically. I often say if he was to come back now, he wouldn't recognise the person I am now because I am so different. And what it does is it really brings home what's really important, human connection, how we treat each other, and talking positively and being positive about things, we can so easily get caught up in our own stories and our own bubbles. Um, so for me, it was that change that, that made the change for me in my own life. So how, and how did you come ab about it? I mean, how, how did the idea occur to you? So what happened was after my partner passed away, I, I hadn't really left the house very much in those early weeks um, and it was one day, the sun was, I, I was living in Western Supermare at the moment, at the time, and um, I went out onto the beach, we were just right on the beach there, it was a beautiful place, a cottage by the sea, I want to live by the sea, he wants to live in a cottage, so we lived in a cottage by the sea, and um, I had, and therefore being on the beach had been very tough for me after he passed away, and I'd just by chance come out onto the beach, the sun was setting, there was a horse being trained to do a figure of eight. And it was quite an amazing sight, I've never seen it again, and I'd never seen it before happen. And then a, uh, a man came up walking his dog, 
and he said, oh, is the horse yours? And, and I said, oh, no, it's not mine. Of course, I was very gaunt and unwell and heavily grieving and sad at the time. And he just started into this conversation about how horses had these healing powers and spent 10 minutes talking to me. And when he left, I just felt a little bit lighter, lighter than I had felt at any other point. And that has always stuck with me through everything else, really, that kindness. And then I started to notice it more and more, people being kind towards me, the impact that it was having. Um, and then it started the ripple, really. And then Sunshine People was born, and yeah. So what, so what was the first thing you did that was different? So I'm assuming you stopped work. Yeah, I, w I wasn't working at the time. I stopped working while I was, um, after I lost him. And I went back into work. Um, and I went back into the corporate world. I did start to do, a, I did a challenge to climb Kilimanjaro. And I did that for money at the time. So I hadn't, I had Sunshine People was kind of and, and you background. did that as some sort of memory for your Yes, that's father. right. Um, so I climbed Kilimanjaro, raised a large amount of money, and then thought to myself, actually, I want to make it more the more than money. And what's worth more than money? Well, time. Our time is worth more than that. So I started to ask people. Uh, the, follow the next thing that I did was to climb Snowdon. And I asked people to sponsor me acts of kindness. Um, and yeah, there's a lovely story of one of my friends who went out with his son for his son's birthday. They, their event had been cancelled, and so they, walk, they were walking back to go and find somewhere to have some food, and they walked past this um, homeless person, and they didn't have barely any change on them, and they went to give it, and the son said to him, oh, why, why is he homeless? He'd asked his dad, and um, he started to explain we all have different reasons. And he remembered that he promised me that he would do an act of kindness for me, to sponsor me, effectively, in uh, going up uh, Snowdon. And so he, said, he asked his son, did he want to take the man for some food, and we could go and ask him about his story. And the son said, yeah, well, let's do that. And so they went and took him for food with him, and they asked about his story, and it taught his son this huge lesson that there is a fine line between us being in a homeless situation and not being in a homeless situation because the line was thin you know his story was it could be any of us mm -hmm. and to show compassion and to be compassionate um, and you know all those things that have happened every time I've done something for sunshine people you know these amazing stories just spurs me on to do more and more because I think the impact is just huge. And why did you call your charity sunshine people? Well I kind of thought we're bringing sunshine um, and you know the more people that join they are then sunshine people themselves um, and my surname, Summers, you know, it's something about the sunshine. So, um, yeah, and sunshine people just worked for me. And so the way the charity works is that you and others uh, take on a challenge. Yeah. And instead of giving you money, yep. people say that they'll go and do a good deed, an yes. act of kindness. Yes, that's right. And so um, uh, your most recent uh, amazing adventure was to cycle across America. Yes. So how was that? <laughs> so, well, that was that was last year. Yeah, I I was very fortunate. Somebody came along and filmed every day of the challenge, and there were some really hair raising situations uh, which you can watch on the videos that he produced. It was challenging, and it was challenging being in a country that I was unfamiliar with as well and because I had not cycled before. So cycling across America when I'd only bought my bike six weeks before was um, interesting. The, the moment that I did my first 100 mile day was the most amazing feeling um, to have done that. And I think my best day was 120 miles. Wow. So it, it was just a sign to me that 
you can do anything if you just break it down. So I would say to people, you know, if I thought about 3,000 miles, I would never have done it because the goal is so big. But I kept breaking it down. So if I had to do 50 miles and I thought, God, 50 miles just seems too much today, I'd say, okay, well, if I just do 10 miles and get to the next town, then I'll, then I'll, you know, that's that's okay. And I get there and I think, oh, well, I could probably do 10 more and do lunch. And then I might do 40 miles that day, but 40 miles is better than doing nothing. So I just kept with that kind of mindset, keep breaking it down, and then you get to the end. Um, and, yeah, and it's how I did my first 100-mile day as well. I wasn't expecting to do that many. So, yeah, it was a great thing. Um, and your, your walk, you did a walk from Swanage to Gretna Green. Yes, that's was, right. Was that the same? Did you, how far did you walk in a day? Um, well, yes. That, I mean, my best days um, were about 20 miles. Um, and that, that was tougher, actually. Uh, it was harder on my feet. It was just... It was just generally a, a tougher challenge in so many ways. And there was no real route either. So it's not, there are lots of walking routes that you can do that are kind of long walking routes that take you a long time. But mine was completely, right, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go there. And because I was visiting schools along the way, I thought, oh, I've got to get to that school at this time. And, you know, just try and avoid, um, motorways and A roads, you know, try and stick to the country roads. So there was lots of challenges along the way. And, um, but How long did it take? Um, it took from the 11th of February and I ended on my birthday, the 30th of March. Yeah, so six or seven weeks, near mm. enough. Yeah. And how long did it take to cycle across? America? Uh, two months, 58 days, yes. So cycling is definitely quicker than walking <laughs> because in it's about the same time it took me um, to do it. But yeah, it was, it was, they've both been amazing challenges for me to do. And have they made you a keen cyclist or a keen walker? No. <laughs> they, they haven't done either of those for me. The bike actually got sent to a TV show in America hoping that they would do something with it um, and pass on the kindness. And we made this video, which has gone into the Charity Film Awards, to go with it. Um, but they didn't do anything. So I lost my bike then, you see, as well. I gave up my bike, so I couldn't carry on. Um, I could buy another one, but then I started to walk, and I thought, well, there's no point in cycling if I'm going to be walking. So um, maybe I'll, I'll get another bike soon. And, and do these acts of kindness make you feel good? Have they had a positive effect on you and your outlook? Yeah, the, kindness has such... Um, a huge impact on me but one of the things that I have found very challenging is accepting kindness and I think that's really hard for many of us actually when somebody wants to give us something of their time or their energy or um, of a gift we say oh no 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 we don't want to bother you um, but with the walk that I did I had to accept people's kindness because I needed people to feed me house me all along the way and that was a great lesson for me about how actually it makes them feel better. And it's important to be able to accept that kindness and give in return. Because when we stop people being kind, we say, oh, no, 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 don't bother, don't bother. We actually stop the ripple. You know, we stop that kindness from generating itself out. And people go, oh, oh well, I won't offer again because they don't want to, you know, so... For me, that was, that's been the biggest lesson of all of the Sunshine People probably this year. What's your next challenge? Next challenge is 20 challenges in 20 countries. It's going to be um, 2020 Kindness Vision, the biggest yet. So going from country to country, so it'll be things like feed 100 people with £10 in the Philippines, um, a day of free hugs in Bhutan, um, set up an urban confidential in um, Burma and all sorts of things like that, build a well. All of these things I have no idea how to do, of course, as uh, like all of my Sunshine People challenges, but I'm taking on the challenge to start to highlight some of the things that are really going on in the countries 
um, but also around kindness and having that conversation and really trying to use what I used on the walk. The media coverage was excellent um, and I know the impacts that it had. So I'm hoping that by making this kind of series that it will start that ripple really. I'm sure it will. Yeah. And in a minute, we're going to do the, the Workplace Happiness Survey yeah. uh, at Engaging Works. But talk to me about kindness in the workplace. Do you think there's a place for kindness in the workplace? I, I absolutely do, yes. And I think, you know, what often people say is, uh, you know, oh, when I've spoken to people, oh, well, being too kind is, is a weakness. We don't want to do that too much. But you can still have those very difficult conversations with kindness. Um, and I'm currently doing a podcast around a culture of kindness and have been interviewing CEOs who have made extremely successful businesses and work in a way that allows them to have people that say, I don't want to leave this job, but I have to, to take my next step. And that's where we should be. And we should be in that culture where we we can have those difficult conversations but still we do it with kindness yeah so I do think that we we need to do that more ultimately where do you want to see sunshine people to, well just as a, a way of life that goes within the schools I would love that because it's something that supports mental health I would love for it to be a, a culture of kindness that will hopefully be a book by the summer and the podcast will get launched. And there's a program that I'm developing with, with regards to how you put a culture of kindness in workplaces as well as schools. And they are very different, but how do you do that and therefore reduce stress levels and, um, and support people better and support children better? And in, and in schools, what's your message there about... Uh, creating a culture of kindness? The way that by having those conversations about sunshine people, getting them to also realise that the value of kindness is much more than money. So by making it sponsored events and saying, OK, well, you go out and do a challenge, but you ask people to do kindness rather than money, we're saying, actually, the value of this is more valuable than money because there's so much materialism in the world and people get a little bit lost in actually none of it will matter in the end. The only things that will really matter are human connection, the connections that we made, the family that we hold. Um, so yeah, that's where I, I see it, you know, going into the work, a culture of kindness going into the workplace and going into schools as kind of a standard platform really. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so we'll go through the Workplace Happiness Survey. Uh, the survey's been taken uh, by more than 10,000 individuals in more than 100 countries around the world. What we do is we uh, go through a number of questions. At the end of it, there are some filter questions, and then you get your personal result. And what that does is it matches you against um, a global average mm -hmm. and against people that look like you. Okay. If there is anybody <laughs> in the world that is like you, and I suspect there really isn't, um, so the first thing uh, you have to do is decide which language you want to take the survey in. Yeah. And I would suggest we go for English. Let's, yes. Okay. So if I do this, if you can read out the question. Do you feel appropriately rewarded for your work? Yes, I do. I, I feel appropriately rewarded um, for everything that I do because of the feedback that I get from people from the public from the media from the you know the comments from just people who see what I'm doing and that's enough really because it's not the praise that I need it's the I've changed my life because of something that you've done I've been inspired by what you've done so one of my core values is to inspire people so when they come to me and they say I, 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 I watched you go across America and I was just kinder to everyone for those months as I was watching videos. And I think, well, that's, you know, that kept me going for the whole year then. So, yes, I feel appropriately rewarded for your work. Now, a lot of people, when they look at this question, will instantly think about money. Am I paid <laughs> enough? Do I have enough money? Yeah. So what would what, what be your reflection on that? I... I, I live a very minimalistic life. Um, I want for very little. 
And Sunshine People, where I'm going with it, will look for funding. So I have funded everything myself with Sunshine People, but I will be making that into something that supports schools and businesses, and it will, it will move into that. Um, so I'm a big believer that you only need as much as you need. So you need as much to feed yourself and have clothes on your body and uh, a roof over your head. So, and I have all those things. Okay, so um, what are you going to score yourself? I'm going to I'm going to say a ten. Very good. Yeah, because I feel good about that, and I'm going to go next. Lovely. Do you feel recognised when you do something? What's yeah? Like I, I mean, I guess I already answered that in the last question, um, and I, I, you know, I get such recognition from people and such praise and kindness. You know, I get so much kindness from people. So, yes. And you get stopped in the street now? I know I get stopped in the street now. You're the lady off the TV. Um, yes, and, um, and, and that makes such a huge difference. Not because, again, not because I need that praise, but because I know that that was a positive impact and that started ripples beyond that. Um, and so it moves on, really. So I'm going to say 10 because I feel... Very recognised. <laughs> Do you have enough information to do your job well? Um, I teach myself everything that I need to know. From the internet, from blogs, from YouTube. So everything that I don't know, I then just try and teach myself. There is so much more that I need to learn. Um, so there's so much more information I could have to do even better job of what I'm doing. See, one of the things that I do have for me is I'm a big believer that if I don't know how to do something, I'll just find a way to do it. Um, you know, it's things like social media and it's things like, you know, how do you make stuff happen? And at the moment, I'm learning all about grants and, and how to get sponsorship and how to get sponsored for the 2020 chat, you know, and how to, how to get a production company on board. And so I'm just teaching myself. And I also have no fear about calling anyone. So I just call people and say, you know, would you help me? You know, could you point me in the right direction? Um, which I found out is not a common personality trait because lots of people say to me, oh, I wouldn't do that. So uh, when I don't have the information, I just go out and find it. So do you have enough information to do your job well? Probably not, but I'm okay with that. So I'll say, I'm gonna put it as a seven, but okay. I'm learning all the time, so I'm okay with it. Do you feel information is openly shared with you at work? I'm pretty honest with myself, so <laughs> so um, so I feel I have all the information. I can only put a ten on that because there's just me kind of grinding away and making it happen. Can I put a ten there? You can. Oh, you can indeed. And, and on that, I mean, can you see the day when, as you said, you'll look for more funding, you'll grow the charity? Yeah. Can, can you imagine it becoming almost corporate, going back to that world that you left seven years ago? It's such a... I started Sunshine People because I wanted to prove to people that the power of kindness was more important than money. And I have had a battle over the last six months about bringing money into it. But what I've realised is that I need to to do the work within the schools and the workplaces and really drive that kindness approach. I can't see myself being in that typical corporate position with Sunshine People because one of the things that I am absolutely passionate about is that as a charity, you can't lose the direction that you're in and, and the values that you started with. So whatever, the, because Sometimes charities get so big that they forget the reason why they started in the first place and all those really important values. Um, so I don't think it will ever be that for Sunshine People because the value of kindness will always stay at the very heart of it um, and that can only be a great thing. Okay. <laughs> Are you empowered to make decisions? So, so much. 
I say yes too often, in fact, probably, but um, I'm going to put 10 for that. I feel very empowered to make decisions. So who decided on 2020? Well, actually, I went and spoke to... So this was a collaborative approach. I went to a small charity called School in a Bag, really lovely little charity. They do school bags for kids, and it's a family-run charity. And I'd said to them, would you help me just come up with some ideas? Anyway, they have somebody in their marketing, and they said, um, you could do 20 challenges in 20 countries. And that was, that was where it started. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. And then, so originally it was obviously going to be run a marathon through the desert or things like that. And I started to think, actually, really, we should be highlighting some of the truths behind what's going on in the countries because some of the media is whatever the media wants to give us rather than um, something that's real life about what the people are really doing. And I've traveled a lot in the countries already and have seen stories within them that we don't ever see in the media or social media um, that need to be shared, that very much need to be shared. So, yeah, no, it was wonderful. School in a bag, yeah. Really Brilliant. Okay, so you are empowered... To make, to make decisions. Do you feel trusted to make decisions? Do you trust yourself? Well, now there's when, a debate. When you've agreed to cycle across America, <laughs> do you then think, why did I do that? All my friends and my uh, parents would say, no, she should not be trusted to make decisions. Um, but I feel very trusted to make decisions. I am risk adverse, so I, I battle with um, is this going to be okay? Um, am I going to be able to feasibly do that? And I'm very good at kind of rejecting stuff that I know that is not possible. Um, so yes, I feel trusted to make decisions. Yes, I'm going to put 10 for that. Do you have the resources to do your job well? Ooh, probably not. Well, I think I do the job okay, and I'm, you know, to raise 25,000 acts of kindness this year with the walk was, you know, was doing okay. Um, and I have myself and my own mind, and I think when you take responsibility, when you know that you're going to keep persevering, that resource in itself is a huge asset for me, um, and I have a belief as well, belief in yourself that you can do things. Resources, money, a social media person, uh, you know, all of those things, all of those resources would be just allow Sunshine People to project itself um, so much but then, more. But then if you do that, your, your job changes, doesn't it? Well, so how, how do you feel about, you know, you get money so you can do more, you can build a team, you mm. can... You know, get somebody in to do finance. You, I mean, how how do you feel about that? How would you manage that? So, how I want to grow it already is utilising universities and um, placement students, rather than necessarily getting somebody on board and making it very corporate. So from that point of view, it brings it down to is continually supporting and helping community. So I'm not sure that I'm a little unusual anyway, <laughs> as most people would say, and I'm okay with that. And I think my situation to how I want to change and adapt Sunshine People is also a little bit unusual. So it wouldn't necessarily fall into that. And, and from what you were saying earlier, potentially, I mean, this is a dilemma for you, isn't it? So, yes. you know, as you grow, you need an infrastructure. Yes. But then in many ways, it's the infrastructure you don't want because the, you then lose the personal yes. you. Yes. So have you squared that yet in your own mind, how you um, tackle that? I've squared it in my mind around the impact that I know that Sunshine People can have if I just let it go a little bit because it become my baby for, for so many years and it's so special to me because it started because of my partner um, and when he passed away so but I'm ready to kind of let that go a little bit to kind of make it allow it to grow more and are there any other charities like yours I've not experienced one or come across one so there isn't the people's front of Judea <laughs> or the Judeans people front 
Because obviously, I mean, that does become quite yeah. competitive, I think, in the charity world. Charities do compete against each yeah. other for, for customers or yeah. however they may refer to them. Yeah. But obviously, you're, you're not thinking that at the moment. You have a different model. It's not a money model. It's a kindness model. Yes. And I don't think it'll ever be in that situation because the funds aren't needed to be bought in to then do something else with, and it's never going to be big money. It'll never be about that. Um, what it'll be about is just making a small enough infrastructure so that a social media person can be bought in um, and that we can you know, do production stuff. Um, and make little films, but all of those are kind of grant stuff and, and things like that. So it will never be that huge. It will never need that. You know, I, I talk about, and I talk about it at the Charity Film Awards, is you know when people have shaken tins for a charity, we have to really think carefully as a charity about what we do with that money. And I'll never be a, I'll never be a tin shaker charity because I don't need to do that because I'll never need that amount of money. But, but they must think about, you know, if you're going to do a film, then you need to think smartly about how do you get that film produced? Because you can't just buy that from a, you know, I'll just get that film company in. You need to be thinking, or maybe a university might like to do it as a project, or maybe there's somebody who wants to start out and needs some support and media help. Um, so we do really need to be thinking, charities-wise, about doing those things smarter and better. And what I hope is that, you know, people will follow that lead a little bit um, through Sunshine People and think, yeah, how can we do this a bit smarter? Very good. So do you have the resources you need to do your job well? I'm going to do a seven because mm-hmm. um, I'd like to be able to sleep and not have to work all the time. <laughs> do you feel that your views are heard at work? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, If I think about it from a point of view that I'm having conversations with people, I think I'm often heard in terms of the media. I think the people who respond to Sunshine People um, and who link up with it are, are hearing those views, are hearing the importance of it. And when I discuss about the importance of kindness, I'm certainly heard. Um, And more importantly, I think the conversation around kindness is much easier to be had now because people are realising that actually in so many ways we've come away from it more than we ever have. Um, And the divides within the country, um, whether that's politically or in any other way, um, are becoming harsher and more severe. So, And what would the cynic say to you? So when you, you meet a cynic who says, oh, this is tosh, how, yes. how would they So they normally they say, say they normally say, well, I do kindness all the time. And I say, okay, but are, if you don't want to have a conversation about it and you don't want people to know you're being kind, how do our children follow those behaviours? If you're hidden about it and not having a conversation about it, how, does, how do the ripples start? And how do we then progress and interact better in our communities? You know, there are communities where our older generation are becoming lonelier and lonelier because we don't have that sense of community. We need to be having a conversation around how we can be kinder to each other. Not just kinder in a, oh, well, I open the door for that person. But if you always do that, then do something else to be consciously kind. I talk about it saying, I'm going to deliberately go out of my way to go and do something today. Because it doesn't only make you feel better, as the wonderful Dr. David Hamilton talks about and the, and the power of kindness, but it also helps that person feel better. They then smile. You can be that stranger on the beach and give somebody 10 minutes of your time and change a whole life. And um, so... Yeah, that's that's my answer to the cynics. And, and where would you um, where would you rank the the British in terms of kindness as a nation? I do you know I would say it was a real mix because there are there are friends of mine who say to me I 
went out and I was kind and, you know, I felt really good about it. And I thought to myself, well, I would have thought that you've always been kind, to be fair, because I know them and I think, well, they're good to me, but they're not good to the neighbour, for example, and they keep themselves to themselves, which I would have never have guessed from them. So I had one um, friend deliberately call me up and say, I went out and because of you, I went and helped this lady and I actually drove around the corner because she couldn't take her shopping there and I helped her with her shopping and got her into the house. He said, and I felt so good. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's the impact of it really. So. And have you been to a country where you've been overwhelmed by their kindness? It's almost part of their DNA. Um, yes, I have. Um, Philippines was a, a country that I really found had so much kindness um, in the communities, in the way that they interact. You know, there's poverty in a town that I would say it was poverty in, our, in the way that we live. So 10 people living in a two-bedroomed house. But there's more poverty in the next street where they're living in wooden huts and, you know, with very limited food. And so those people who are living in the house make sure that those people are fed on the next street. You know, and there's this sense of, I don't have very much, but you have less than me, so I'm going to give you what I have. And that, for me, is kindness. That's inbred within you. That's that sense of community and not leaving anybody, not leaving anybody by the roadside. So, yeah. What about Brexit? Has that made as a less kind country? I think, I think it doesn't matter if somebody's doing a good job or a bad job, but I think the media is almost vicious in the way that it talks about people. And what that is starting is a culture of unkindness, a culture of you're wrong, I'm right. And if we continue on that road, that will just continue to divide us. Um, I find it unnerving and saddening that we have got to this world where families get divided because they have different opinions on what's going on, when actually we should really be coming together. You know, people stand in politics and they shout across a room at each other and that's what we encourage in the world and our children see that and we're brought up like that. So I find it worrying within the Brexit situation that we're causing more and more divides within our nation. Yeah. Okay, what are you going to suppose? I'm going to say um, yes, I do. I feel that they are. Okay, yeah. so you're a 10 on that? 10, yeah. Okay, next question. <laughs> Do you feel that the organisation cares for your well-being? Um, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> because actually, you know, it's not just about the organisation. If, Say, for example, I was working for somebody. You want the organisation to care for your well-being, but you have to want to care for yourself as well. And that self-kindness that I talk about, you know, that sense of... I'm going to allow people to be kind to me is hugely important as well. So, um, yes, I am. And also I'm doing a big... At the end of last year's challenge, I was really sick for quite a while. I'd kind of depleted my body of everything. So this year after the walk, I've done a preemptive strike of going on the immediate replenishing my body health kick. So I feel my health and well-being and mental health is absolutely top form at the moment, um, all because my organisation cares for it. Very good. <laughs> so I'll do, I'm going to do a 10 for that. Very good. Do you rarely feel depressed, anxious at work? 14 years in the corporate world, I spent mostly depressed, anxious, and stressed. Um, Sadly, 37% of people going to work today say that they are either uh, depressed or anxious. Yes. It's a huge number. Yes. It was... Um, and do you know, and it, when I self-reflect on myself as a manager leader, I would say I wasn't being a leader because I was depressed, anxious, and stressed. 
And what was happening was I was rippling that out to staff that I managed most of the time, not all of the time, but some of the time. And that's what happens. You know, a kindness approach within the workplace ripples out too, but that stress and anxiety. Um, I now I feel um, not depressed, anxious, or stressed. Um, ever, really, about anything to do with my work. So you're so going to give yourself a 10? I am, yep. Very I'm good. all about the 10s. What would you have given yourself in your uh, previous corporate working life? I would say a 3, possibly. So pretty anxious and... Yeah, depressed. yeah, yeah, most of the time. I mean, I was, I was doing the job and I was, you know... But that stress has an effect um, and I would have jobs and periods of my time in my work where I'd have to be off work for it. Yeah, so it was a, you know, because also it didn't, my work didn't meet with my values. And that, that is the huge answer to most of our issues. So my values are loyalty, inspiring and kindness. There are a few more, but if I just put it down to those three, and of course, you know, it's not very inspiring to work in facilities management. I don't inspire people particularly within that job. Kindness, I probably could have done kindness better, but it was affected by what was coming down to me. And um, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't meeting with my values. So. Okay. Do you feel you do something worthwhile? Um, I would say yes. I, I would think. say you're off the Richter <laughs> on that. I would say I'm somewhere beyond the 10. Helping, like. helping the world be kinder, I think, is, uh, is definitely doing something very worthwhile. Yeah, I'm going to go 10 and okay. with no discussion on it. Do you feel proud to work for your organisation? I feel immensely proud, and, but it's taken me a while to get to that. I would say only this year has it started to make a difference for me. Um, Why is that? Why has it taken that be, time? Because, because we're stoically British, and we go, oh no no, I don't need, don't don't be kind to me. It's okay. I'm I'm okay. I don't need your help. Oh, I'm okay. I don't want to put you out. Um, oh no, it's just this. You know, it's just I cycled across America. Oh, it's all right. You know. Oh, thanks. And you don't like to say, actually, it's really good. That's really good because it is almost sometimes seen as this, you know, you're being too big and brassy about it. And I'm not being big and brassy, but I would say that, but now I honestly can say that I feel proud of Sunshine People, of the idea um, and everything that has become. Through such a tragedy has something becomes so big and so wonderful so wonderful yes. my eldest daughter holly yeah. has always been wonderful at accepting praise i'm i'm like yeah. you typically british and stoic and somebody <laughs> says to me you do something well i go no 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 really i don't and i i feel embarrassed about getting it yes. but but holly is wonderful if you say to holly that was really good she'll just smile at you and say Thank you very much. Yes. In a right. really nice sort of accepting way of the comment. Yes. And I think it's a wonderful skill to have to yes. be able to get people to, yeah. you know, say something nice to you and to accept that in a way that makes them feel good for saying. That's right, exactly. And that's a gift in itself as well because that person feels good, you're accepting their praise. And also, it's training yourself to be able to do that as well. You go, thank you very much. Because you stop yourself, you know what you want to say, but then you just say the opposite of that. So, yeah. Okay, we're on question 13. How likely are you to recommend your friends and family to work at your organisation? Um, weirdly, I probably wouldn't. And I only say that because... Sunshine People is such a labour of love. So people have to come on board with it because they really want to, not because I've recommended it or said, please come and help me. Um, people have to think, God, I need to be part of this movement. I need to find something that I can do within it. And if the question was, how likely are you to recommend that your family and friends embrace the spirit of your charity. <laughs> um, 
Yes, I would want them to do that, but they, they're pretty good. And I'm, what, what I don't do is drag people along with me. So you either want to step into it and embrace it yourself because the benefits will be for them as much as for sunshine people in the world. Um, so how am I, I, I don't, I don't really have an answer for it. That's really tough. Because I would say disagree, but then it'll give, it's not quite the answer. I think, I think as it grows into something, so if I, if I think about one of the students that I hope to get on from social media who will come and do you know, a little stint at Sunshine People and help it grow, I think I would say it's going to be wonderful. We'll do an eight because I can't guarantee you all these wonderful things, but I can guarantee that you'll get a great high mm. at the end of and it. In, in your corporate life, would you have recommended your previous facilities services role to your friends and family to go and work at? Um, I would have recommended uh, one company out of the many companies I worked for only, and I would have recommended two bosses specifically. I would not recommend the industry unless they have those values. You see, if they have the values that fit in with that industry, then I would say, yes, you should do that. But if you're like me, then probably no. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna go with eight because I can't guarantee them loads of um, money, which is what people often want. Uh, do you feel that you are treated with respect? I think I have more respect from people now more than ever than I've had in my life. Because I think when you do something with passion, with something that you love, that you are, that you're not just going and picking up a paycheck. Um, you then gain respect from people, not through just the fact that I'm obviously raising all this kindness in the world, but people look at me and go, "You're just doing it." You know, you're calling up people and just asking people for help, and you're just finding a way. You know, going to build a well in Cambodia. Oh, how are you going to do that? Oh, well, you'll just do it, won't you? So it's fine. You know. I've, I wrote a book, and I can remember my friend saying to me, what, you, you're going to write a book? She laughed at me. I can remember the moment, and I thought, well, we'll see. And now I'm, I've written a second book, and I'm about to write the third. And when I said to her, I'm about to write the third book, A Culture of Kindness, and do the podcast, and this time she went, oh, yeah, well, that would be good then. <laughs> So I think I, I have earned the respect through really embracing life and living it. So I feel I'm a 10 there. I yep. do get lots of lovely respect from people. Do you enjoy my, your job? I love my job so much. Um, I love what I do. I know that it's worthwhile. Um, and it fits with me. And it fits with my values. So I absolutely am on board with that. I love it. Do you feel you have a good relationship with your line manager? Now, as this is you <laughs> starting your charity, it's do you have a good relationship with yourself, I suspect? Well, I, I tell you what, my feet did, have not had a very good relationship with me because they're a bit fed up with me at the moment. So there are parts of my body that say, no, I'm falling out with you. Um, good relationship with... Um, your line manager and a good relationship with myself really um, and that's something in all honesty that I work on all the time through my mental well-being through my physical health to make sure that I have a good relationship with myself because sometimes I think you know and I know it's not quite talking about the second person but it it is in the way that we talk to ourselves in our own minds so we can be our own worst critic of different things and it's being okay with some of the mistakes that we make and the things that don't quite go okay or the missed opportunities and just saying it's, it's okay. Um, so I think I have a good relationship with Very myself. I, but I've been working on it for a while um, and I keep working on it. Do you feel you are being developed only through perseverance alone. So as I said, you know, everything that I learn, I teach myself. 
and I find a way to do it. It would be wonderful um, if I had one of those all single dancing just uh, training programs uh, that you get in the corporate world that was teaching me all of this. Um, but it's, it's all about self. And, and I think actually that's so true. Even if you're working in the corporate world, you need to look at how are you developing yourself outside of your work as well? And are you, you, know, are you doing something more to support your own personal goals? So do you feel you're being developed? I'm going to say, I'm going to put a 10 on it because I'm doing it all the time, every day, teaching myself. And this is the, the last of the zero uh, to ten questions. Mm. So uh, do you feel happy at work? Yeah, I do feel really happy at work. But some of that happiness comes from the vision of where I see what will happen this time next year. The If all of the things work that I keep working on... I, it, things will be amazing, um, and if they're not, and are you quite a driven person then? I. <laughs> any of my friends and family who are listening to this will have just laughed out loud at that comment. I'm sure. I don't. I don't see myself as very driven, but everybody else who I have dealings with sees me as very driven. But in. Um, but in a very focused way towards what I believe we should be doing in the world. Um, so are you satisfied? Are you ever satisfied? Oh, yes. And that is the difference between the corporate world for me and the, where I wasn't living by my values and now living by my values. So I'm inspiring people. So every time I inspire people, and that's satisfaction that lasts for an extremely long time for me. Um, so I feel really satisfied with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go so, 10. Are you happy at work? Very good. Yes. Now, the next question asks what three changes you would make to improve your workplace happiness? Oh, okay. So I would. Um, you need have, to type these I'm in. Gonna, so yes, wonderful. We go for number one first. So, what three changes would you improve to your workplace happiness? I would say I would have a social media um, student person, person helping. Well, to get the message out there, like a yeah, somebody who wants to say, "I'll take this on as a project for my university, something um, for my whatever it is that social media students have to project about." I don't know. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, and then what would you do to improve? Um, I, I, would, I would probably already have gone through the process of the funding route. So um, can I put that like funding yeah. confirmed? Um, and then, so funding confirmed. And then... Hmm, The third change to improve my workplace happiness. Probably to have a production company on board for the 2020. That would be it. So that the whole world could see your 20 acts of kindness in 20 countries. Yes, yes. Wonderful. 20 challenges, 20 countries. Yes, and, you know, not so much even, it's not about... It's them seeing me, but it's about them watching what's going on in that world and being inspired themselves to do something in their own communities and start just going out and they won't even realise that they're being kinder. Great. So, yes. And then, uh, then we go to the next question. So these are now the filter questions, and these help us to compare you to other people. Okay. Uh, but as I've already said... Uh, Nahala, I don't think there is anybody like you <laughs> who has taken this survey. Um, but anyway, it will compare you to other women because you've ticked female yep. as your gender. Female. Uh, then your age range. Okay. Which we'll keep between you and me. Yes, let's let's do that because <laughs> I'm 21 again. Yes. Um, are you management or non-management? You are management. Okay. You are making all the decisions. <laughs> I'm management. Good. 
Um, so now there's a job list. Now there's an interesting yeah. one. So you are definitely chairman, CEO, founder. Okay, bro. So, because you founded your charity. Yeah. Industry, you should find not-for-profit organisation. There you go. Yeah. So you're not-for-profit. So there will be people like you who are not-profit and yeah. uh, senior in not-for-profit. Yeah. Which country do you live in? Brilliant, isn't it? Your ethnicity, white, Caucasian, and this is it. So you press now, and in about ten seconds, mm -hmm. we will get your score. That's brilliant. Which I think will be very good, <laughs> without giving anything away. <laughs> uh, you had a high number of tens. So here we go. We're nearly there now. Yes. Now, when it comes up, what you'll get is your score out of a 1,000, and then we'll get uh, the global score. So your happiness rating out of a 1,000, Nahala Summer, is? 950 out of a 1,000. You have almost blown it um, out off the chart. That's, I mean, huge uh, <laughs> ranking. Yeah. Uh, global, so today uh, the world yeah. global score is 653. Wow. And uh, industry, so your industry is actually the not-for-profit sector, yeah. is 675. So wow. normally people in not-for-profit have this great sense of purpose and they normally score higher yes. uh, than the, the global average and you've scored much higher. And then under that what we see are the six areas that go to make up workplace yeah. happiness. Uh, their reward and recognition, yeah. information sharing, empowerment, yeah. well-being, instilling pride and job satisfaction. And not surprisingly, on four of the six, you score a perfect 100. <laughs> information sharing and instilling pride uh, are, are ones where you're a little lower. And if you remember on instilling pride, you said, yeah. I'm not sure I'd recommend my family to come and do what I do. <laughs> Uh, and on information, you talked about perhaps not having enough information. Yeah. Now, if you do look at this normally for people who work in the charity sector, reward tends to be lower. They recognise that they're not as well paid as they might be uh, elsewhere. Okay. But then their sense of pride is okay. huge. It's yeah. like people who work in the NHS or are teachers. They, those are the areas they, they score well in. Job satisfaction, uh, charity sector always does incredibly well. And then what you get is a number of uh, matrices. And what these do is they uh, show how you score against the industry in the world against a number of different criteria. The first is on well-being. And your well-being, I'm delighted to say, is almost off the chart. Oh, wow. 10 by 10. That's uh, amazing. You can see the world is um, uh, just over six. So uh, well-being, happiness, anxiety overall in this survey uh, isn't perhaps where we might want to see it, but you're, you score incredibly highly. Yeah. The next is um, uh, the stickiness index. And the stickiness index tells you how likely you are or not to stay with your current job or leave. And again, you're <laughs> off the chart, so I don't think there's any danger that you're going to stop no. uh, ploughing forward with um, uh, uh, all your wonderful work on kindness anytime soon. The third is apostles and anarchists, and this sets out people who are either apostles for their business, mm. uh, industry job, or they're anarchists. Yeah. You're an apostle, yes. uh, and um, quite rightly so. Uh, and then you get the development chart, yeah. and again, you feel far more developed than the world and people in the non-for-profit sector. Yeah. The next chart shows you uh, inclusiveness. So whether you feel included in your workplace or excluded in your workplace, yeah. again, you're as high as you can get. You feel included in all that you do. Uh, the charity sector yeah. scores uh, just above the median. Yeah. Um, and then you get a chart uh, on empowerment and how empowered you feel. Yeah. And again, you score highly there. And then the very last chart we have is a sense of purpose. purpose. And that's an appropriate one to finish on because... Uh, your sense of purpose is again as high as can be scored yeah. um, and you score well above both the um, industry uh, uh, not-for-profit sector and you score above the global sector so your scores are remarkably high uh, yeah. Nahala congratulations mm. I've got two very quick last questions yeah uh, one is um, what song makes you feel happiest that's a hard question um 
I think I have to go, there are so many. Justin Timberlake, Can't Stop the Feeling, that's quite a good one. But the best one I love is James Corden, and he does this lip sync for a Cadbury's commercial, and it is the best thing. You need to YouTube it, it's the best thing, and it really makes you feel good. And then um, my very last question is this. If you were to nominate one person to take the Workplace Happiness Challenge, mm. who would you pick? I would pick somebody from my work. Maybe my ex-boss, who's the loveliest, loveliest person in the world, um, Anthony Murphy, I would imagine. Because he's just, he was one of the best bosses that I ever had. And what made him a best boss? He was empathetic. He was a great communicator. He cared about what was going on. He was honest. He told you how it was. Um, he wanted to support you in everything that you did. He just had those qualities of a leader that just made him great, really. Brilliant. Well, Nahal Summers, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your amazing story. Uh, we hope that you have great success with your 2020 vision, yeah. uh, 20 stars in 20 countries. Um, and I recommend uh, that people go and visit your website, which mm -hmm. is sunshinepeople.org.uk. And there they'll see about all these adventures. Yes. Uh, and they can sponsor uh, acts of kindness. Yeah. Uh, and we wish you every success. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for listening. And again, if you want to take control of your workplace happiness, go to engaging.works and take the free happiness survey. See you next time.